Hi, welcome to On Investors Minds. I'm Tai Hui, the Chief Market Strategist for Asia Pacific at JP Morgan Asset Management. And thank you for giving us a few minutes of your time to learn about what's on investors' minds and how that fits in with building the right portfolio. Now, the US economy has shown considerable resilience despite the aggressive hiking cycle by the Federal Reserve since the start of 2022. Now, with the end of the hiking cycle in sight, investors are asking if the US economy can avoid a recession altogether. This has encouraged some investors to shift towards the higher segment of the US corporate bond market. In this episode, I would like to share with you my thoughts on why the US economy has been resilient, whether this is sustainable, and what does it mean for fixed income, especially for US high-yield corporate debt, which has attracted more attention recently. As always, we will have the investment implications and our three key summary points at the end of this podcast. Now, the latest economic data shows that the US economy is still operating at a decent momentum, despite the fact that the Fed has shifted to a high interest rate regime. The economy expanded by 2.4% annualized in the second quarter of 2023, and it was the fourth consecutive quarter of growth higher than 2%. Consumption and investment both made solid contributions. For the July month on payrolls, up 187,000 was a bit softer than expected and also the weakest reading since the pandemic recovery. But unemployment rate fell to 3.5% with average hourly earnings growth accelerating to 4.4% year on year. So overall, the job market continues to be in pretty good shape. So all these numbers sounds pretty good. The Hawks would argue that all is well with the US economy despite an accumulated 525 basis points increase in the policy rates since March 2022. These numbers may have also convinced some Fed officials that the economy is strong enough to withstand more rate hikes in the months ahead in order for them to stay focused on fighting inflation. Now, it is well known that monetary policy and changes interest rates takes time to work through the economy. It's like boiling a pot of water. Depending on the size of the fire, the thickness of the pot, the time it needs to bring a pot of water to boil can differ. So there's no hard and fast rule of how long it takes for the economy to finally react to the tighter monetary policy. And we think there are a few things that are shielding the economy from higher rates. Majority of mortgages in the US are fixed rate mortgages, and around 70% of mortgages right now have locked in a mortgage rate of less than 4%. And hence, rising policy rates have yet to impact on most household spending. Also, household leverage is relatively low. So the combination of low unemployment rates and ability for households to borrow is supporting consumption. Businesses have also locked in cheap funding ahead of the hiking cycle in 2022. Yet, the Doves would argue that some of these buffers against high rates will eventually wear out. For example, businesses will need to issue new debt or refinance their debt to cover the previous issuance, and this maturity wall could come in 2024 or 2025. Meanwhile, raising new capital is very costly if company needs to expand. There's also a limit on how much household can continue to borrow. Moreover, forward-looking signals from the corporate sector are less rosy. The ISM Manufacturing Index rebounded modestly from 46 in June to 46.4 in July, but is still firmly below the neutral level of 50. Small Business Optimism Index has been hovering around a multi-year low since the start of the year. Bank lending standards are also tightening, which traditionally has correlated well with periods of recessions. 
The deceleration in earnings growth could also weaken business appetite to invest. For the housing market, transactions volume remains relatively low as potential buyers are deterred by high mortgage rates. While there is a shortage in supply of housing that could support residential property prices in the near term, housing starts is still relatively weak compared with the period ahead of the hiking cycle. On balance, we expect the US economy to decelerate into the year end. As we're fast approaching the end of the year, a recession in 2023 seems increasingly less likely. But going into 2024, the risk of a recession would depend on the Fed's interest rate policy. Now, going back to our boiling water analogy, a strong fire will eventually boil the pot of water. So if the Fed keeps rates high for an extended period of time, corporate spending and the housing market will need to react more and a threat of a sharper slowdown would rise. So what does this mean for investors? Now, overall, we expect U.S. Treasury yields to see more downside risks with gradual decline in inflation and weaker growth momentum in the months ahead. Fitch's rating downgrades of U.S. sovereign rating to AA plus from AAA is expected to have limited impact. Further drop in Treasury yields could accelerate if the Fed indicates the end of this hiking cycle is near. Hence, this represents an opportunity to lock in relatively high level of yields in this interest rate cycle. Now, we've been focusing on government bonds and investment-grade corporate debt since the start of the year in anticipation of weaker growth. However, both of these segments of the fixed income market have underperformed high-yield corporate debt year-to-date given the resilience of the U.S. economy. Now, with the prospects of weaker growth in the U.S., does it still make sense to switch to corporate bonds with lower credit ratings? The current level of credit spreads for high-yield corporate bonds at around 460 basis points is tighter than the long-term average and consistent with steady economic growth and low corporate default rates. Intuitively, lower growth could bring more concerns over the rise in the default, and this could be reflected by a widening of credit spreads, which lead to a drop in bond prices. And recovery rates have also fallen modestly. So issuers could see the need to refinance their bonds in 2024 or 2025 as their bonds mature. The potential for the Fed to start cutting rates could help to smooth the process. We still see risks of spread widening for high-yield bonds in the near term in response to softer economic data. However, default risk is likely to be more sector-specific, and hence, active management is really key. Moreover, we note that a period of strong earnings performance and companies locking in cheap funding costs before 2022 meant that the leverage measures such as net leverage ratio, for example, net debt divided by earnings, and interest coverage ratio, earnings over interest expense, are also in a strong position. And this should help companies to weather through the challenges ahead. In summary, the U.S. high corporate bond markets could face some volatility on the back of weaker economy and the risk of rising default in the near term. This is partially offset by high yield to worse of over 8%. But more importantly for long-term investors, the credit spread widening during the economic downturn would be followed by spread tightening when the economy eventually recovers. This implies the negative price impact could recover eventually. Hence, we still see high-yield bonds playing a key role in the investor's portfolio that are less sensitive towards short-term volatility, but looking for income. So, three key takeaways. Number one, the US economy has been resilient towards higher rates so far. However, if the Fed decides to raise rates further or keep policy rates high for longer, the risk of a sharper downturn in 2024 would rise, as some of the buffers against higher rates would eventually wear out. Number two, 
We still see US government bond yields facing some downside risk in the months ahead, and this is a good opportunity to lock in high rates over the upcoming economic cycle. Number three, there is some cyclical headwinds facing US high yield corporate bonds in the near term, and its current valuation is vulnerable to economic weaknesses. But this is partially offset by a high level of absolute yield level. We still see high yield corporate bonds to play a key role in strategic portfolio for income generation. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, please share this with your friends and colleagues, and also consider subscribing so that you can get the latest episode when we release them. If there are topics that you would like to hear from us, please reach out to your J.P. Morgan Asset Management representatives. This content is intended for information only, based on assumptions in current market conditions, and are subject to change. No warranty of accuracy is given. This content does not contain sufficient information to support investment decisions. It is not to be construed as research, legal, regulatory, tax, accounting, or investment advice. Investments involve risks. Investors should seek professional advice or make an independent evaluation before investing. The value of investments and the income from them may fluctuate, including loss of capital. Past performance and yield are not indicative of current or future results. Forecasts and estimates may or may not come to pass. JP Morgan Asset Management is the asset management business of JP Morgan Chase and Company and its affiliates worldwide.